sheesh. Oh my God. You just gave us a sheesh? <laughs> <laughs> that deserves a sheesh. This is nice. This is real nice. Special day. Oh, it's a real special day. It's a real special kind of episode. And not like the sitcom kind from the 80s. Uh, Morning. (laughs) Welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. I'm Hagen. I'm Dave. And today we are joined by my lovely better half. Hi, I'm Heather. How's everyone doing today? Is everyone having a good day so far? Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, drowning in puppy love. Oh, that's good. We're watching our sister-in-law's dog for the week. Oh, my God. Named Max. He's the sweetest dog ever, but Heather's a better dog parent than I am. Uh, I am not shocked. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see how this episode's going to go. I don't think it's going to go that way. It's just, uh, let's, you know, whatever. Let's get it. Yeah, whatever. So, uh Today we're doing we're we're testing out a new kind of thing. Um, we're we're testing out doing some some extra episodes, uh, just some fun shit that we want to talk about. Um, and it, you know we could treat this as a full episode on the regular podcast, but I, especially for some of these topics, I don't think everyone wants to be involved. Everyone doesn't need to be involved, but especially for this one, not everyone wants to be involved because today we are talking about one of my favorite TV shows and one of my least favorite TV shows all at the same time. It's a Glee, everybody. We're going to be talking about Glee today. So I'm just going to give a brief description of the show. For anyone who doesn't know what Glee is, Glee is a musical, comedy, drama, television series. Yes, it is all of them. And it ran for six seasons. Um, It's based around a high school Glee club called The New Directions uh, in a fictional town of Lima, Ohio. They are constantly dealing with an endless series of competitions while dealing with life as a high schooler. The show deals with social issues, uh, sexuality, race, and much more. Um, it, it goes through so many different things, so many different lives. Um, and after 121 episodes, there are over 729 music performances on the entire show. Um, it is. It was a very important show for me at a certain point in my life. And at another point in my life, it, I was like, why is this still here? But before I go into too deep of my history of Glee, Dave, to be honest, you are the reason we're here today. Yes. I uh, Also, should we do a trigger warning? Because we're going to talk about... Um... Yeah. So just before, before we go too deep, it's good to do a couple things. Uh, uh, there, there is a content warning for a couple of things. And I think we'll, before we discuss those things, we'll do the content warning again. Um, but it is important to note that we will be talking about some sensitive issues. And also, if you have not watched Glee and you happen to give a shit about the show, spoiler, spoiler fucking warning. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, but also it's too late. So fuck you, I guess. I mean, listen, I there's like, uh, to, to be honest about spoilers in the show. Yeah. I mean, you, you want to watch it and enjoy it, but like. There's going to be stuff that happens like three or four times throughout the whole show anyway. Like, I mean, dr- like dramatic things uh, right. by the same characters. We'll get into it. So uh, <laughs> I love the show and I hate it. But I was I, there's, there's this thing where a lot of my friends hate the same television shows that I happen to love. Uh, and I get it. I have really bad taste in television. That's fine. No, no, you have particular taste. Sure. Thank you. Oh, my God. So uh, then... Uh, Take, I, I'll, t- I'll give it to Dave. Yeah, okay. So I hated this show initially. Like, my first introduction to the show was just seeing it when it was really popular. And I was like, fuck this show. 
And then the Foo Fighters got asked to do it, and Dave Grohl said the director was a dick. And so I was like, even more, fuck this show. I don't want to watch the show. And then you and Heather were talking about it. One night we were hanging out here, and I was probably talking to someone else and not really paying attention, but some pretty serious stuff happened. And then I think, you, were, Heather, you were like, we should watch that show sometime or something like that, right? Or wouldn't it be funny if I watched it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so there was one night where we had finished watching another series and then kind of was like, what do you want to do now? I was like, let's watch an episode of Glee. Yeah, I think I mentioned watching one episode and I fully expected you to say no. And I was surprised. You were like, yeah, let's give it a shot. Let's watch one episode and see if I like it. And you really liked the layout of the show. You're like, is this how it's going to go for the rest of the time? If so, yeah, let's give it a try. Yeah, it's not at all what I thought it was. I thought it was, um, God, I don't know what I thought it was, but it was just cool. I liked the filming of it, the way it, the, all the cuts and, you know, the, it's, you can tell right away it's a funny show. There's a lot of funny stuff in it. Yeah, I mean, it is, it, it, it really, it, like, it thrived on being a musical comedy first and foremost in its creation. And then the drama part, I mean, you get a bunch of, like, musical theater kids in a room and drama's bound to happen even if you write it as a comedy. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's hilarious, but also filled with emotion, right? I'm not a person who like often cries, but over the pandemic, I think I've said this on the show, I've started crying more because I think I just got more relaxed and my body just let me do it. And I didn't cry during any of the dialogue on the show. It was always the song that followed the intense dialogue part. And then yeah. I just realized like, oh, it's music that makes me cry. Yeah. So Heather's like sobbing at the content that's happening and then it cuts to like, Fix You by Coldplay. And I'm like, <laughs> and she's done crying. <laughs> Enjoying the, the whatever they're doing for the performance. Some exactly. extravagant, you know, whatever they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, Heather, how, how, how did you find yourself um, enjoying Glee? I assume you started when it came out. Yeah. So, I was watching it when it was actually on. And kind of like you see on The Office when everybody gets together and has a watching party for Glee. That's really how big it was when we were watching it. And um, my oldest sister was a huge fan. So I started watching it. But I, I kind of fell off, um, I think maybe third season or fourth season. So when I watched it with Dave, I got to rewatch. I mean, I watched the entire series and I hadn't done that before. But I was also like a choir kid and uh, I did some drama and stuff like that. So... Yeah, I was never in choir, but I definitely was in drama. So a lot of that stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I get it. I know yeah. that personality. <laughs> I was that kid. Well, uh, or, I mean, you're a musician, so you're definitely around the diva type. Right. Um, uh, so I, I was similar. I was, a, I was a choir kid. I think I've mentioned that before on the show. It's a huge choir kid, and I... Uh, found that like me me and my group of friends found that this was like a show for us uh, and I, I found myself quickly becoming obsessed with so many aspects of it um, I uh, maybe embarrassingly should or shouldn't say that a lot of bands and a lot of music I was introduced to through Glee that maybe I should have been introduced through through just listening to the fucking original song <laughs> um, I mean like I, I mean it goes I mean it really goes to show what like Glee did for some of these songs like Don't Stop Believing. I mean that's the prime example and they, they milked that real hard but I, I'm, I, I'm right there with you we had the watching parties 
uh, and we all gathered around like choir kids, just like enjoying every moment of it. Um, I think like there's a there's a weird layer of it though that I want to make sure that we talk about as we are a music podcast, and that is that I heard a lot of stuff and I like maybe subconsciously learned a lot about arranging and harmonies through the show. The arranging and the music on the show, aside from the singers, is just phenomenal. There, there's so much to be said about uh, the work that was put into all of that that made the show what it was. Unbelievable. I kept being continually surprised by that. And I remember thinking like being involved in the DFW cover band scene and thinking, why, why are no cover bands stealing these arrangements and doing them? I mentioned it to a guy that runs a band that I'm in, and I said, hey, I'm watching Glee, which first of all was like, okay. And then I was like, they have a lot of sick mashups in this show. Like, we should steal some of these. And he said, well, yeah, it used to be all done in-house in L.A. It was a bunch of L.A. studio musicians that were doing it. When the show got really popular, they outsourced it to Europe and stopped paying as much as they did and put a bunch of musicians out of business. So I think he was like, we're not going to do that because fuck those people. Yeah, I'm, I mean, there's a lot. I'm sure there's a lot to be said. I mean, we'll get into some of it, but there's a lot to be said about maybe some of the scumminess of the people involved in parts of the show. But I mean, I think that the people that were in, like the creators of the show, I mean, they're some of the biggest television producers and creators around right now. So, I mean, like they're not going to be perfect. There's no way they can be. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know. So uh, how the show came to be, we have the three creators of the show. We have Ian Brennan, Ryan Murphy, and Brad Falchuk. Uh, so Ian Brennan came up with the concept of the show through his own experience in his own high school glee club. And I have to, I want to just sit him down and go, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> ha, where, where, what, who, who was in your high school choir that this is, I mean, uh, it, uh, so I think going back to Whiplash, that it's like the same kind of concept, right? It's like the guy wrote his experience in high school jazz band. That's what he, that's what he wrote Whiplash about. Right. And yeah. it's like. You watch it, and you're like, that's not what jazz school's like at and, all. I mean, I, I was on Easy Street. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's such a weird concept to like to, to think about that, that you went to a high school where the choir was like this. Yeah. Because, no, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very extreme. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he originally wrote it as a movie. Um, he took it to Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk. They were working, I think, on Nip Tuck at the time. And interesting. Uh, that was that was Ryan Murphy's show at the time was Nip Tuck. Really? Uh, yeah. And so um, he took it to Ryan Murphy, and Ryan Murphy basically was like, "Cool. So this is actually a TV series, and I'm going to rewrite the whole thing." So he rewrote it, and then they pitched it, um, and uh, Fox loved it, especially because uh, American Idol was like the biggest TV show at the time. So it's like we can pair this perfectly with American Idol, and we have a big hit already. Right. It's it's very uh, it's very interesting to me that we started with a movie and then we get a six series TV show because I imagine this movie must have been condensed as fuck. But I also imagine that Ian Brennan took his script to Ryan Murphy and Ryan Murphy said, "No, this is a TV show and I'm rewriting it." And Ian Brennan was like heartbroken, like, "But I I didn't know they wanted it to be a movie." And that was Ian Brennan's original intention was mm. a movie. Um, so very strange right off the bat. Um, but so they start to they start to you know form all of the cast and all of the stories and everything and um, this is probably going to be the longest I talk about the the characters because we get most of our characters that are uh, huge in season one uh, so we have Rachel Berry who is played by Leah Michelle 
Um, Rachel is obsessed with stardom, obsessed with the classics. Um, she has two gay dads. It's it's very important. I mentioned that. That's a very important plot device. One of which ends up being Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Um, which was like they one, always one ep- two maybe two or three episodes. They always had that planned apparently too. Really? Is, yeah. Um, and so Leah Michelle, uh, she has been doing Broadway for ever she was uh started at a very young age but she was specifically famous at the time for doing spring awakening on broadway and that was kind of where she got her jump off point was from there what do you guys think about leah michelle as a singer i think she's very talented um obviously very trained singer Mm -hmm. there were a few songs that she sang that weren't my cup of tea like for her like some of the more Broadway songs? No, she, I think she was amazing at those. Yeah. It was more of the like pop songs. I was cool with some of the pop songs. It, it was a certain point where some of the pop songs happened where I'm just like, I don't think, like, I, the, I liked when she did, um, was it the All American Rejects Give You Hell song? I liked that one. I don't know why I liked that one. That one always stuck with me. And then I liked whenever she did like the pop ballads, like you mentioned Fix You, whenever they did that kind of stuff. I liked when she did those sorts of things. But there definitely were choices that they, they made to give her songs that was like, you know you have a full cast of other people that can sing it. Uh, but... Yeah, uh, Heather showed us showed me her audition last night. And she like uh, walks in and she's immediately Rachel Berry. Mm-hmm. And the piano player makes a mistake. And she's like, um, we're going to have to go back to the verse right now. And all the producers and people who are auditioning her start laughing. And she's like doesn't quite know what to do she's she's being serious they think she's being rachel berry yeah and it's like that is her through and through it's fascinating it's absolutely fascinating um and so moving on we have will schuster he's played by matthew morrison he is the spanish teacher that also is the glee cub teacher and spanish teacher is a big old question mark is he actually the Spanish teacher? I mean, I guess he's hired to do that. <laughs> and then he really wants to cl- coach the Glee Club because that was his heyday in high school. Was He was his Glee Club, won nationals, uh, singing Disco Inferno, right? Isn't that what it was? Yeah. And um, he's married to his high school sweetheart, Terry Schuster, who is just one of the best characters on the whole show. Uh, huh? Huh? She's fucking hilarious. She's, she's funny, so but she's funny. the worst. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she sucks, but she's, she's the so fucking worst. Funny. She's so funny. I was like nodding and smiling along with you, and then you were like, she's like the best <laughs> character on the show. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> she's I so wish, funny. I hope. I hope that we, if ja- if Jackson's <laughs> editing, he can be like, what war? <laughs> put, put it in slow. <laughs> she is. I, I. His wife Terry Schuster is hilarious. That's why I like her. Um. So Matthew Morrison has a lot of Broadway um, experience and a lot of screen experience. Um, notably, in terms of Broadway, is he originated the role of Link Larkin from Hairspray on Broadway, which is a pretty insane role. Um, so I, from my perspective, Will Schuster was like, I mean, when the show started, I was like, oh, I mean, this character has to exist. But at a certain point, you're like, shut the fuck up. At a certain point? <laughs> What is episode two when he starts to rap? Yeah, immediately <laughs> you're like, oh my God, dude, shut the fuck oh, up. It's cringy. And he doesn't know how to dance, but also knows how to dance. <laughs> I was saying this shit last <laughs> night. It looks like it looks like they were like, hey, you're going to have to dance. And for like six months, he just learned how to dance. Oh, no, no, no. 
so he knows how to dance. I know the character. Clearly. The character was like, if you remember in the first few episodes, they're like, "You're not a dancer. You're just a singer. How are we gonna teach these kids to dance?" Cut to like however many episodes later, he's like an expert on choreography. Right. And it's like, <laughs> what? When did this happen? The acafellas? Is that when you learn how to fucking dance? <laughs> and then right away we start hearing fucking Schuster's annoying ass going, and a five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, just count to four. <laughs> I just I don't know what it is about. Okay, maybe I'm being a, uh, an asshole right now because if you count a tune in nine times out of ten, you're going to count one, two, three, four. But in dancing, I always, especially in movies, I always see five and a five, six, seven, eight, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> Even when he's like, he's like, all right, and a five, six, seven, eight, and Finn fucks up a dance move. He's like, okay, and a five, six, seven, eight, and I'm like, shut, just count to four. It's uh, it, it's it's totally a way they count dance is 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 in is in eight. So most dance steps are in eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's so a, I am being an asshole. No, no. I mean, no. It's 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 totally a thing where it, because it's musical theater, it's a divide of music and dance. But um, most musical theater people, sorry, not to like give any slight to musical theater people, but most musical theater people don't know like music. They can see when the notes go up and down on the staff, right. and they know how to sing real loud. Yeah, uh, um, they're very good at that stuff, but a lot of them have to focus on the dancing and the acting as well, so they don't know a ton about music. So five, six, seven, eight in terms of that makes sense. There is another podcast I listen to where they count in the theme song five, six, seven, eight, and it drives me up a fucking <laughs> wall. It's yeah. like it's not a dance number; it's a fucking song. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Will Will Schuster is a very interesting character. Uh, kind of like becomes like almost like a father figure to the whole. Uh, Glee Club to the whole yeah. new directions. So then we get Sue Sylvester, played by Jane Lynch. She is uh, the in charge of the cheerleaders, aka the Cheerios. Uh, in many ways, she carried the show. Um, in some ways, not so much. But I mean, I mean, she's if you don't know who Jane Lynch is, she's an inc- incredible actress. Just she's a powerhouse. Just, yeah, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like when they gave her songs, but I also was like, we don't have to do this. Like, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I'm good. I mean, when she, when, when she sings with her mom, who's played by Carol, Carol Burnett, it's like, okay, this is worth it. This is fine. But like the Olivia Newton, John stuff always felt a little, like it's funny. It, Sue Sylvester's job is to be funny. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, when she was being Madonna. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that shit's really funny. <laughs> um, so then we get into Corey Monteef, who plays Finn Hudson. He is the star of the fo- the quarterback of the football team. He's the popular kid with a heart. He cares. He always stops his friends from doing the bullying, kind of like 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 not like hey stop, but whenever <laughs> his friends put the already the kid in the wheelchair in a uh, what is it dumpster. The dumpster yeah dumpster he like waits for them to leave to take him out right. it's like so he he cares but he's also he's not totally up about it um so he's overheard singing in the shower by will schuster schuster Just, schuster plants drugs in his fucking locker yeah this is strike one <laughs> and two for will schuster stop listening to kids in the shower yeah, and he was like staring at him like <laughs> for a long time he, yeah he, he wanted us to think he's he's looking at him going you sound good but he was also looking at him going you look good yeah right he's like i need a son yeah um so slash brother yeah it's unclear he just needs a friend schuster <laughs> needs a friend yeah i mean his marriage is in shambles it's a fucking uh, sham yeah <laughs> so uh so he <laughs> 
So uh, he plants drugs, uh, so he ends up like having to go do Glee Club stuff, and uh, he ends up falling in love with the whole thing, and uh, he's a great singer. Uh, Corey Monteith actually submitted a video of him drumming with pencils uh, on Tupperware, I think. Um, and that was his audition video, and Ryan Murphy saw it and was like, there's something here with this kid, but we have to hear him sing. So he sent in a video of him singing I Can't Fight This Feeling, um, which he eventually sings on the show, which you'll find that uh, if you look up any, I don't have, a, I'm not going to say all of them because it's far too much, but uh, most of the songs people auditioned with, they ended up getting on the show at some point. Um, so he ends up singing that song at some point in the show, but so he was considered a very weak singer, um, even though he was cast, so he had to get a lot of work done. He, he, he definitely was like the weakest on the cast, even like when it started, he, he was not trained. He was, I mean, he ended up being trained obviously, but, right. um, but yeah. he just, he was, he fit the bill. I like the, to, to imagine that cause there's a running joke in that show that he, he's a bad dancer, like notoriously. So I'd like the, uh, idea of the producers going, okay, well you can't really drum, but there's something there. Hey, Corey, can you dance for us? And then he just shits the bed and they're like, <laughs> okay, he's got something. Corey, can you sing for us? <laughs> and it's also mediocre. And they're like there's something there <laughs> <laughs> well the drumming thing was i mean they did use that and he, he he like he did whenever he had the opportunity he did play drums um, right and that was always cute um <laughs> yeah very very like i mean it, they had to because it's all very it, it's all like um uh, lip synced when you're watching the show so you have to kind of overdo that kind of shit but he was like really going for it every time you played drums it was it was cute um, so then we get to Kurt Hummel, played by Chris Colfer, one of the many kids who uh, we are now going to see. Rachel was as well, but who is bullied by the whole school. Kurt is a countertenor, very high voice, uh, incredible singer. Um, and within the first three episodes, Kurt comes out as gay. And uh, Kurt is one of the best characters on the entire mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Also carries the show. Yeah. yeah. Definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, so he actually auditioned for the role of Artie, who we'll talk about next. And Ryan Murphy liked him so much that they rewrote a different character they had in the script and made Kurt, which I think is pretty wonderful. Yeah. He also was only, I believe, 19 he got cast. Everyone else was of age. So his first experience drinking was like... On that show? Yeah. (laughs) You mean they weren't drinking cider? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then Artie Abrams, uh, uh, played by Kevin McHale. Uh, He's from Plano, Plano, Texas. Let's go. I, was, um, I almost booed, and then I was like, nah, people from Plano have nice cars that they, they could hit me with. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, as mentioned, um, he, he's the kid that's in a wheelchair. Um, he also is a guitar player. Uh, he starts off the first few episodes playing guitar, and it's like, what's happening? Why are they doing this? I don't understand why this is going on. And then he just quickly stops doing that, and then they'll occasionally just put a guitar in his hands sometimes. Yeah, it's funny, because I thought, you know, that first performance, was it uh, Don't Stop Believing? Is mm-hmm. that the first performance? With the full Glee Club, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I was like, all right, so Wheelchair Kid's going to be playing the guitar. Yep. Uh, you know, we got we got Corey Monteith on drums. This is the way it's going to be. Yeah. No. Yeah, quickly, let's forget about all of that. Uh, so Kevin McHale was in a boy band called NLT, Not Like Them, before he was on Glee. He's actually cast in Glee while like the, the band was still doing their last little bit uh, as a band. Uh, he mostly has like a dance background, so he was considered mm-hmm. to be one of the des- be- best dancers, best dancers <laughs> on the set. And uh, it, he found it uh, a very good challenge uh, you know, to be a good dancer and have to be in a wheelchair. Yeah, these producers still are not making a good case for themselves, or they're like, all right, cool, Corey Monteith can't dancing but let's he's the male lead yeah and the guy who's the best dancer so far on the show 
wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting. I mean, I'm, I, I, maybe they maybe they should have given Artie to Kurt and let Artie be a choreographer or. Uh, who knows? It's strange, strange casting decisions all around. I feel like they were like, you know, if the show is a hit, we have all these fun facts. It's not yeah. really helpful for the actors involved. No. <laughs> um, so then we have Mercedes Jones, played by Amber Riley. She is the diva uh, in training. Uh, she is a powerhouse of a singer. Absolutely amazing. Uh, here's your big spoiler alert for just any for just to give you a, a gist of what kind of voice she has. At the end of the show, she ends up uh, opening for Beyonce. Her character her character is opening for Beyonce in the end. So that's she the kind could of do voice it, she. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, she she and Naya Rivera uh, tried for American Idol and both got denied like before even the television stage. Wow. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I, yeah, that's crazy. You know, I mean, I hate to say it, but especially at that time for American Idol, uh, Mercedes Jones, Amber Riley is is a she's not like your typical pop star girl. Well, I think here's I think the thing also is that like what what we'll learn is that majority of these voices on the show there's a couple, but majority of these voices are big ass voices, and it's like uh, one of the things that I'll always gripe about is that there isn't really a chorus section you know it's like right. there's a recording of a chorus section when you listen to the song but there's 12 people on that stage yeah and they all except for like a handful of them are really like big bombastic individualist singers so it's really difficult to get that like we all sound like one unit um, right and mercedes jones is definitely one of those people that's like i will always stand out in a fucking crowd when i when i open my mouth and it's beautiful always amazing so then we go to Tina Cohen Chang, played by Jenna Ushkowitz, kind of goth girl. Has like just just at a certain point, like after season three, is just the weirdest storylines. Yeah. I just yeah. I just baffled. Yeah. She starts out with the fact that she has a she has a stutter mm-hmm. that ultimately turns out to be fake. Yeah. Once she starts dating the the kid in the wheelchair. Yeah. Like she's dating the kid in the wheelchair. And she's like, you know, I thought you'd like me because I have a stutter, and then. Yeah, and she was also trying to, like, make herself, like, stick out more and stuff like yeah. that. And it's just, like, eventually she gets some amazing, amazing storylines um, when for a couple, of, a couple of seasons. And she always is, like, the one who's, like, left behind a little bit because she she, she isn't one of the top singers. Um, but she, she was also in Spring Awakening with Leah Michelle. Um, oh. So that's how they know each other. And that's – I don't think that's how Jenna Ushkowitz got the hookup, but that definitely didn't hurt anything for her. So then we get to Quinn Fabre, played by Diana Agron, who is the popular cheerleader girl dating Finn and just constantly just shocking us up until a point. Like, yeah, what? go ahead. Is there something? something? I, I think I heard something when the show was on about her having issues with the director. Uh-huh. And so that's kind of what led her character in some of, into some of the predicaments. That... I mean, that checks out. She was the last one cast. I know that, um, but I mean, it makes sense that that would that would be it. But also, I mean, it, it's it sounds like the the writers were just like fucking with her. Just yeah, like, for sure. Okay, so now you're a terrible person. Okay, so now you're on a redemption arc. Oh, you're still a terrible person. Oh, now you're a goth kid. You're still a terrible person. You gotta oh, take up smoking. Yeah. Oh, you're a good person now, and you get in a car crash. Yeah. And now, now you're in a wheelchair. Now now it's your redemption arc time. And then when you get out of the wheelchair, fuck the wheelchair, dude. Fuck Artie yeah. too. Yeah. And then when you finally graduate, you're like. A little bit better. By the end of it, it's like, oh my god, growing up is real. Like, yeah. I, if you if you really look at her entire arc, I think that she is a great representation of like, look, you can grow up. Like, you can be a piece of shit when you're younger, and you also can be 
totally fine. Yeah. It's totally, except for the fact that she ends up with Puck, but that's, <laughs> that's neither a, here We'll nor get there. to that later. Um, <laughs> then we have Santana Lopez, played by Naya Rivera. Um, she's another one of the popular cheerleaders, cheerleaders on the show. Um, her and our next one, Brittany Pierce, played by Heather Morris, were both kind of intended to be mostly background characters. Um, eventually, I, I, I mean, Naya Rivera is a phenomenal singer, so they ended up just giving her stuff, and eventually she became one of my favorite characters on the whole show. And then uh, Brittany was actually hired to be one of like like one of the choreographers in the show, and then they gave her this uh, this role, and then she kind of kept talking and doing one liners, and they're like. So you're going to be a character now. She's fucking hilarious. She is my favorite character on the show. I'll just start like before we even talk about the rest of the people on the show. She's by far my favorite. She, her one-liners, her everything is, I mean, it's, it, it doesn't, it's, it's always good. It's, she's always funny. She's always on point. It's great. Can I mention that, um, Dave, I, we kind of have a joke between us. I call him a Teletubby kid. Because if any of you have ever seen the show Teletubbies, <laughs> there's a bit that they do every episode where their te- their tummy turns into a television, and they show this video, and then when it's done, everybody, all the other Teletubbies, keep saying again, again, and then they play the same exact video again, and sometimes they've done it up to like I don't know four or five times. So anytime Heather Morris, Brittany S. Pierce would say something funny on the show, her one-liners. Dave would rewind it and watch it like three more times because he thought it was so funny. Uh, I'd be dying laughing and Heather's like, can we just watch the rest of the show, please? <laughs> I mean, she's so funny. Yeah. I mean, it all, it all came from her too. Like she, she ad, she improv a lot of that, which is Ugh. insane to me. Um, and yes, uh, I did not mention her middle initial like you did Heather, which is great. No, no, no. It's perfect. Her name is Brittany S. Pierce. Yeah. Which we don't find out until the Brittany Spears episode. Right. Um, <laughs> So uh, then, then we get to uh, Noah Puckerman, played by Mark Sailing, who's another Dallas boy, um, the mean, popular football guy who, like, again, redemption arc, not really redemption arc. I mean, just kind of a piece of shit the whole time. I mean, yeah. really, he doesn't really have any redeeming qualities about him and the character. They try to give him some stuff here and there, and uh, there's, like, a couple points where he tries, where he is nice to some people, but at the end of the day, he's kind of always a piece of shit. He even tells... Uh, we'll get to we'll we'll get to it, but he uh, he even tells his his half brother, "Hey, I was I'm a piece of shit. Don't be like me." Yeah. So then Mike Chang, uh, played by Harry Shum Jr., uh, another football guy. Um, he is uh, an incredible dancer. Oh, I should also mention, Brittany Heather Morris uh, was a backup dancer for Beyonce. That's important to mention. Was actually one. Was actually like, yeah, was actually a backup dancer She's for Beyonce. Fucking, her and Mike Chang. Harry Shum Jr. are like the best dancers on that show. Yeah, they're phenomenal. Uh, they are they are incredible to watch. Um, and Mike Chang didn't really get too many plot points for a while, and then they started giving him more. And whenever they really did give him something, it's like you should have done this a while ago because <laughs> this is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is absolute gold. Um, so then we have um, some of the adults. We already did one of the adults, but not really because Will Schuster's kind of a baby. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> and, and so we have Emma Pillsbury played by Jama Maines. She's the guidance counselor at the school. Um, she has OCD and she is Will Schuster's love interest. This whole thing with uh, Will and Emma and Rachel and Finn are going to get real old real fucking fast. Mm-hmm. If you're watching the show, you might really enjoy it because there's a lot of ups and downs. But as I was ty- I was writing my notes out, I was like, fuck, again. I forgot. It happens again. <laughs> again. 
And then we have Terry Schuster, already mentioned. Uh, I'm, I don't know how to say her last name. Jezelyn Gilsig, I think. But she, uh, get already mentioned, married to Will, high school sweetheart. Terrible person, fucking hilarious. She works at like a, what is it? Is it the Bath and Body Works or it's the Bed Bath and Beyond? What is it? It's, it's, Bed, Bath, it's and a Beyond. spoof on Bed Bath and Beyond. And it's hilarious. And then we have Kurt's dad, Bert Hummel, played <sighs> by Mike O'Malley. Which I just realized that their names are Kurt and Bert. <laughs> and it also makes it really hard whenever we get to Blaine and how do you ship them? Because then it's his dad's name. Yeah. It's tricky. Uh, Blurt? Yeah, Blurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Bert Hummel, Kurt's dad, played by Mike O'Malley, another one of the people who's just always amazing on the show. When when Kurt comes out, it's like just one of the sweetest. He's, all, he's just such a supportive father, one of the most supportive and amazing figures on the entire show. So that's like what I'm going to do for the uh, the characters for season one, uh, which is the most I'll talk about the characters uh, for yeah. a season because there's just a few more that I'm going to talk about as we keep going. Uh, but before I get into the kind of generalized plot of e- of season one, does anybody have anything they want to add? No, you're nailing it. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whew. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a student do that today. <laughs> Well, we are, uh, I, I, mean, I don't think we're on TikTok, but Jackson's on TikTok, yeah. so now I'm allowed. And I also stream on Twitch, so sheeshing is like just in our nature now. So uh, Glee Season 1 introduces our Glee Club and shows them going through all these growing pains. They have to figure out how to work together. As mentioned already, these are very individual voices, so figure, all of them figuring out how to work together. And they never really have had this opportunity to be in a choir before, so they get to finally figure out how they're supposed to work together. I'm going to just go over some of these main plot points. I'm going to miss over some stuff, uh, but and I'm going to skip over some middle sections, I'm sure. I, I don't know if I already said. I should have said it at the top. Uh, it's impossible to go through an entire television show in one, maybe two episodes of a podcast. So I'm going to skip over stuff, and I do apologize for anybody who is like a massive fan of Glee. I am also a massive fan of Glee, but I'm not going to start another podcast to talk about Glee. <laughs> um, so Only because we don't have time. I think I would pick something else before it was Glee. Oh, okay. I don't know what it would be, though. Maybe video games. And now, anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, some some of the main plot points uh, that focus at least for only the first half of the season, it goes through the whole season, but there are two pregnancies. Quinn gets pregnant and tells Finn that it's his, and Terry tells Will that she is pregnant. Um, she is trying to save their marriage. She is, in fact, not pregnant, and Quinn is pregnant, but cheated on Finn with Puck. So remember how we said this is a comedy. That is where we're at right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Quinn tells Finn. God, these fucking names. There's a lot of great names and a lot of jokes in the names. But Quinn tells Finn that he got her pregnant when they went in the hot tub and made out together. One of the one of the best jokes they could have made about Finn is how he has a problem with premature ejaculation. <laughs> like That's not a joke. <laughs> it's a real thing. <laughs> It's okay. Dude. I'm sorry. It is a real <laughs> thing, but that is one of the fun, like, especially the way that Corey Monteith acts it out with like, just like, oh, totally like, like overdoing, like thrusting his body whenever he yeah. comes. It's think, so Think funny. of like Andy Sandberg jizz in yeah. my pants. Yeah. God, I'm so sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> sorry. <Kate. laughs> so, oh. um, so he, so, and Finn believes this. Finn believes, this is the other yeah. thing. Finn believes when, when Quinn is like, when you came in the hot tub, I got pregnant from that. Yeah. What? And Finn never really 
told anybody else that. I feel like that was just kept between them. Otherwise, someone yeah. would be like, uh, no, you're stupid. No, yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. And then he totally uh, accepts that he's going to be a teen dad and he, uh, you know, sings a song to the ultrasound. Yeah, when that's when his mom finds out. Yeah. <laughs> that was that so was, sweet. Yeah, I think that was one of the most or more emotional moments that I probably made me cry i'm sure because of her reaction and, and again it was the it was him singing the song that made me cry yeah <laughs> i mean it's 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 absolutely i mean that that's such a incredible like anything with finn and his mom is always very emotional she's played by uh romy rosemont yeah thank you great actor amazing yeah uh so all of the pregnant stuff happens the first half of the season um kurt comes out like i mentioned tina says she doesn't have uh, a, a stutter um, and they get to sectionals because what is a music television show without competition? Um, so <laughs> we are going to see them going to sectionals, regionals, and maybe sometimes nationals uh, the entire time. And man, by the end of season three, I will, I'll talk about it. But I was like, oh, yes, they did it. And when season four happened and we got to competition, I was like, I'm supposed to care about this still? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yep. I felt the same thing. Uh, they get to they get to sectionals, um, and that's when uh, Rachel learns about the truth of the baby. She tells Finn. Finn gets all pissed off. Oh, because Rachel has a crush on Finn, and teenagers want to ruin each other's lives, so she's like, I have a crush on you. If I tell you, then I can be with you. Whatever. Uh, so he quits the Glee Club. Their set list for sectionals was leaked. And uh, they now have to come up with a new set at the last minute, right when Finn comes back and says he's going to join again. So for any of you out there who are musicians, even if you aren't musicians, I want you to imagine this. Or just, just let's, <laughs> let's, let's put this in perspective. Let's put it in a non-musical perspective, okay? So um, let's say you're at your job or school. You have a big project that's, that's, that's due um, in 15 minutes. 15, yeah, 15 minutes. minutes. I'm going to, you know what? I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. An hour. Yeah. An hour. Okay. You have a, the biggest project due in an hour at your job or at your school. Let's say you're in school. You find out that <laughs> the enemy person at your school or workplace has copied your entire project. And word for word. Yeah. Word for word. Everything is the same. So your choice is to now, I guess redo it and make a brand new one in an hour <laughs> so there's like a bit of like suspension of disbelief that i'm totally down with but like that i remember watching that in high school and i was like bullshit <laughs> are you kidding me no way yeah i also just in to back up before that performance i immediately remember thinking like damn these kids know all these songs and they never seem to rehearse them. Rehearsal is a performance. I know it's a show, but I was just yeah. thinking like, if I could choose a superpower, it would be to just know every song. Yeah. And How boring of a person am I that I'm like, I just want to know every song. <laughs> but like, that's what I would want for a superpower. Well, the way that they learn the songs, and this includes the like their backing band, who is their band like the entire time. How they learn the songs is they go, we're going to sing this song today. Will passes out sheet music and they go... <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight, and then they sing the whole fucking song. <laughs> and nobody's looking at the sheet music. Yeah. I mean, like, first of all, could you imagine you're like, I mean, like, this is kind of your job now as a bass player. Yeah, and someone's yeah, yeah. like, here's this piece of sheet music, mm -hmm. go. Yeah. But that took a while. Yeah. I'm I'm like, I'm I think five years away from needing glasses and a bigger iPad <laughs> before this before the gig is up. There's even an episode where Mercedes at one point just looks at the 
pianist and says, do I even need to tell you what I'm going to say? Yeah. <laughs> and then just starts... his, name, his name's Brad. Yeah, Brad. Yeah. And he doesn't say anything the whole time. Nope. Yeah. Or maybe later on he says one thing. I, I don't think he. I don't think he speaks the yeah. whole time. That's uh, hilarious. Yeah. So it's it it's it's you know there's a bit of suspension of disbelief that I'm down with, but part of that was always a little bit whatever. So anyway, they get a new set list together at the last minute, and they perform and they 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 win sectionals. Yay! They win sectionals. All this, right. This brand new group. Yeah. That at first couldn't find enough people to be in the group, then has a new teacher who has never done this before who's kind of an asshat, just a whole bunch of ragtag stuff, two pregnancies that are bullshit, they still win this performance. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's, it's, it's really inspiring if you want to look at it from that perspective. You can also get it from the perspective of this is horseshit. Um, these, yeah. The other kids put the work in, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> so um, Will, at some point, Will Schuster finds out at some point about his wife. That scene is like really well acted. Um, when he when he throws the pregnancy pad down and like it's very very intense, um, so he leaves his wife and uh, starts to date Emma Pillsbury, the the guidance counselor. Yeah. So now we're at like the halfway point of the first season, and um, it's time for our first game. So what? this game is called Guess the Guest. Now this first question I think is uh, maybe I fucked us on this one. We'll see. So <laughs> three Broadway powerhouses are in the first season. And became recurring guest stars throughout the entire show. Uh, they came back th- every season, basically, I think. Except for a couple, maybe. Um, can you name either the characters, or the actors or actresses, or for bonus points, anything they've done outside of, like, especially Broadway stuff? Can I? Can do, I? Yeah. yeah do, go for it. Cause it. Just because I think it'll be surprising that I know this. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth. Great. April. Dang uh-huh. it. Wicked. Uh-huh. And Adele Dazim. And what is what is Adele Dazim's <laughs> what is Adele Dazim's character's name? I don't remember. First of all, it's Idina Menzel. Yeah, uh, making a John Travolta yeah. joke. So Idina Menzel. Okay, uh, do you know Idina Menzel's character's name, Heather? You got to do a shot. <laughs> I'm blanking on her name. So her name is uh, Shelby Cochran, uh, played by Idina Menzel. Shelby Cochran ran the mountain. Wendy. And what was Idina Menzel in? Wicked. And frozen. And my dreams. <laughs> neat. Neat. Uh, no, I was. Saying oh, neat I was like, <laughs> that sounds like a musical. I don't know. Fuck. And and she was in Rent. Oh, she was in the original production of Rent and in the movie. If you've ever watched the movie, I saw so in theaters the and well, I so didn't you, know, you saw <laughs> yeah. you saw Dina Menzel. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth was also in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. She oh. uh, she was, I believe, Sally Brown. I think I forget. Is it Lucy or Sally? I forget. Um, and then the other one is Jesse St. James. Yes. Uh. Played by Jonathan Groff. Um, and he has been in Spring Awakening with Leah Michelle. They were a uh, love interest on Spring Awakening together. Oh. And um, he was also in, as we know, Hamilton. I did not know that. You did know that. <laughs> I didn't know fine. I knew that. <laughs> what did he do in, in uh, Hamilton? Was he the was he the he was King George the like the the guy that he's really funny mm-hmm. yeah oh fuck that was him yeah did uh, you tell me that he was also in either Frozen or Wicked he is not uh, I think he was he, in he might be in Frozen I honestly yeah it might be Frozen I, I can't remember all the I I can't remember all the other people who were in Frozen right. but um, he might be in Frozen uh, but the, the the Hamilton is like the the big one he's known for right now 
Um, so those are our, our big three. So I believe that puts Dave at <laughs> three points or four. What, what you said? You said all of Kristen Chenoweth's, and then you said Idina Menzel, and you said Wicked for both of them. So I'm gonna give you five points for that one. Give you five points. Um, I'll keep track. I got it. Dave's Don't worry. got seven points. <laughs> and Heather, unfortunately, I'm going to have to give you zero points right now. I'm so sorry. Uh, maybe I'll give you like a guest advantage for the next question. We'll okay. see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to find where I am in my notes again. So um, so now we are uh, back to after sectionals and uh, enter love interest for Rachel, who is Jonathan Groff, Jesse St. James. Uh, also enter her mommy, Shelby mm-hmm. Cochran, a.k.a. Idina Menzel. Now, if you looked at those two next to each other in a picture, they look like mom and daughter. Yeah, they really nailed that casting. Yeah. And especially because they're both fucking Broadway powerhouses. Yeah. Focal, yeah. focal monsters. So it's a very perfect casting. Um, so the the story there is that um, Shelby Cochran is the coach of Vocal Adrenaline who is their big old enemy the whole time. And uh, she figures out that Rachel is uh, at the school. Now, like we mentioned earlier, Rachel has two gay dads. So Shelby was the surrogate mother. And so she figures this out. She sends in Jesse St. James to be a fake kid at the school at at, uh, William McKinley High. I haven't said that yet. William McKinley High School is the name of the high school. Um, So he's a fake kid there, joins the Glee Club, and makes... Rachel like fall for him so Shelby can kind of get closer he kind of hints at all this stuff of like don't you want to know who your mom is all this sort of shit um and then they finally meet and they sing so good it's so <laughs> it's so nice well yeah because she was young and she was an she was uh trying to make it on Broadway right yeah and Shelby Cochran she was yeah got pregnant gave up the baby to this wonderful mm-hmm. couple mm-hmm. but she wanted to be a mom she also just she basically sacrificed motherhood for her career right and which put her back at being uh, a glee club coach which yeah. there's nothing wrong with that no especially at vocal that. adrenaline yeah right um so uh kurt sets up his dad to date finn's mom and Finn does a big old bad. Um, I believe that's in the first season where he calls Kurt a really bad word. And um, yeah. he, I mean, it's again, a really important thing to note for this is like it's high school kids learning. And it's really, it was really good, I think, from like my age and around whenever I was that age when it came out to watch it and kind of see like, oh, this isn't okay. You know? What year did the first season come out? 2009. 2009. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, I, I think the only one that could be even considered young enough to be maybe in high school was Kurt, um, but they're all in their 30s, basically. But it was still, you know, high school kids learning about how, you know, what to do and what not to do. You shouldn't say things like that. You shouldn't do things, you know, so on and so forth. So they end up, you know, being really close by the end of it, um, Finn and Kurt, because they end up being basically brothers. Yeah. Um, so they go to regionals and they lose. But they can still do the club because the whole point of the season was if we win, then we can still stay a club because there's not enough money for us. But the principal is like, nah, it's cool. You can still – oh, it's because Sue in the, in the end. Yeah, which is weird because this whole time Sue is trying to sabotage Schuster. Yeah. She's the one that leaks the set list for, for uh, sectionals. She becomes a judge for the regionals, and she hears how the other judges are, like, shit-talking the new directions. And she's like, no, like, th- like they were good. Was that uh, Perez Hilton – 
No, that's was later. that that one? That's later. Oh, okay. This one's Josh Groban. Oh yeah, Josh yeah. Groban. Yeah. So the, the oh, okay, I, yeah. I should have I should have done this and I thought about it, but I just it just went over my head. But uh, all of the uh, all the bigger competitions have hilarious judges. Yeah. Uh, so this one had Josh Groban. Like all of them have like a local Lima, Ohio, funny celebrity, and then usually yeah, like Sue a, Sylvester as well. Like a car salesman or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's that. There's the news guy who's always there too. They lose. They still get to be a club. Will and Finn, again, at some point during all of this, I guess, Will and Emma broke up again. I don't remember. Um, so uh, they, they profess their love for, for, the, for, the, for the ladies, for Emma and Rachel. Um, and Finn and Rachel end up starting to date here uh, for the first time. Um, and uh, it, it's going to happen again. And then Quinn has her baby. And uh, Shelby, Adina Mansell, adopts the baby. And don't we find out that uh, didn't didn't uh, Will and Emma break up because she finds out that Will kissed Dina Mazzell's yeah, character? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And so can't just keep it in their pants. Yeah, exactly. He was a bit of a slut when he got divorced. He was. He. I mean, you know, here's the thing: is that he he was. I mean, they're all musical theater people. They're very dramatic. They like to go out there and like make everything a fucking spectacle. And uh, they see each other naked. Yeah, it's 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 a bit much. Not so, so so now we're. I mean, I'm sure I skipped over some important stuff uh, in the plot. If you guys remember any, tell Puck's me. the dad. Oh, did I not say that? Not oh my yet. god. Okay. Yeah, Puck is the Puck is the dad. Yeah. 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 They find out. They find that out at the at the sectionals uh, when Rachel Rachel finds out not the daddy. Puck's the dad. Yeah. And then that's what. Yeah. Bunch of bad stuff. There's there's that whole subplot where uh, they're trying to raise money. Yeah. And they. Schuster's like, let's do a bake sale. And everybody's like, we're not going to do a fucking bake sale. And they make cookies or something like that. And Puck spikes them with marijuana and they're a big hit. And then he, so he tries to prove to Quinn that he's a, he, he can provide for the family by selling his weed cookies. Really great um, example for yeah. the father. Yeah. Really <laughs> excellent example. Yeah. Bet makes bedtime easier. <laughs> no. Heather, did you have anything else you wanted to? Uh, from season one, any anything to stop that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that important, but it's just funny that Kurt was like pretty much in love with Finn before they became brothers. Right. And that was part of the, like, I think they, they kind of like revealed that was part of the reason he hooked their parents up mm. was to try to like get closer to Finn. <laughs> but in the end, it was like the best decision for the show. They like, they, those two needed to be married. Um, yeah. Well, and Quinn, or not Quinn, Finn. Uh, starts becoming real good friends with with Kurt's dad, Bert. Like, yeah, yeah, real like son they've never had because his actual son is gay, and well, he, he's and, like a sports guy, and he wants someone to share that with. And, and Kurt's not super interested in that. And father that Finn never had, right? Exactly. So it's like this is this is amazing. I find like they both get what they wanted, and and everyone gets jealous, and eventually yeah. everything's fine. Um, so let's jump into our favorite and our least favorite songs slash performances of the season i'll go ahead and go first on this one it's hard for me just not to just default and be like every journey song that's my favorite um but i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and land on um defying gravity between leah michelle and uh chris colfer when they do the competition that is an amazing performance and uh this one has it's it's just such a good it's just such a good performance of bohemian rhapsody jonathan groff is is perfect um, he can do no wrong. 
and he actually sang. There's a lot of people who shouldn't sing Queen, just like there's a lot of people who shouldn't, you know, there's a lot of songs you shouldn't cover, I firmly believe. Bohemian Rhapsody's a tricky one, and Jonathan Groff sang it amazingly. Uh, the worst has to be anytime Schuster fucking raps. Put it down. Put it down, buddy. We didn't have to hear Bust a Move or Gold Digger. Didn't have to happen. Didn't have to happen. Um, my honorable mention is going to be Poker Face um, because that arrangement of Poker Face is just perfection between Idina Menzel and, and Leah Michelle. It is, uh, it is, it's like this soft piano arrangement and they get to really bring out some cool harmonies in the song. Excellent arrangement. Heather? Um... This is kind of a weird favorite, but <clears throat> my favorite was when Schuster sang Jet Plane. Um, it was just really simple and stripped back and not, you know, every but all the new direction singing. It was just him. And it was when he found out he was going to be a dad, I believe. It was uh, the, the least Schuster performance? Yes, it, it was the least Schuster <laughs> performance. <laughs> and my honorable mention is just the intro of Gold Digger that Mercedes sings. Sure, yeah. Because that was badass. Yeah. That's, that, that's acceptable but then as soon as soon as will opens his fucking mouth it's like listen buddy you're an excellent singer do a do a different thing right which leads me to my least favorite it, just like you is schuster and the Acapellas and basically anything they sing but in particular uh this is how we do it so what i'll say about the Acapellas, so i believe and this is how much that i i end up knowing about glees i just have this in my i believe it's episode three is called Acapellas, and uh it's when he makes a uh, all male adult group uh acapella group and it is uh, hilarious. The reason I didn't put acapellas on my on my list is because I tried to not put funny shit on my list because that just felt like it was hilarious, yeah. you know. Right. But it is bad. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> but it's so funny. What all of the guys up there are just hilarious. And that's when Josh Groban first comes on the show. Yeah, because they're like, we're gonna get Josh Groban to like sign us. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's that that ex the ex drama teacher or it's it's an ex, ex club, club yeah. teacher, and yeah. he starts selling pot, and I think. You know, something happens with that where he gets to know Josh Groban somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I, my my best was, and I'm telling you, I'm not going, mm-hmm. Mercedes. And that's when I was like, okay, she is by far the best singer on the show for me. For yeah. Money. And my worst was when Schuster did Thong Song. Yep. That's a good one. That's a really, that's a, I mean, just excellent. Get so it out of here. the worst so far for the three of us is Schuster. <laughs> the thing is, is that like he, like, I mean, when he does sing, he sounds great. Yeah. Just don't rap. Stay away from the bullshit. Ugh, yeah, it's cringy. Uh, but one more least favorite that I had was leading back to what you you asked me what I thought about Rachel. Um, she when she sang "Take a Bow" by Rihanna, I didn't. I didn't that like one was that. weird. Yeah, that one was really weird. I'm glad none of us put uh, "Run Joey Run" on our list because that one was like the worst in the show, and that like they like they frequently reference that as like this was a because like Rachel filmed it it was like a filmer it was like a, f- a filmer a, a filmed <laughs> song she did where uh she sang it with uh Jesse St. James, Finn and Puck and none of them knew about it. Oh. And so it was like not only was it like not a great performance but it was super shitty to all the all the guys. Mm. Oh right. Cool. So, um we get into season 2. Everyone feeling good still? 56 Ooh. minutes in. We're at season 2. <laughs> Well, you know, we talked about a lot about the, just the, the beginning yeah, of yeah, the yeah. show, and, I, just and I, I might make a guess that some of the later seasons might not take no, 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 yeah, <laughs> long. Yeah, the notes getting real. The notes getting real sparse. <laughs> near uh, so we get to season two, and I'm going to list off three new characters that are uh, very important. And I'll, again, I'm going to miss some, but these are the three, in my opinion, most important new characters to join the cast. Uh, number one being Blaine Anderson, played by Darren Chris. 
Uh, he is an openly gay student at the All Boys Dalton Academy, um, which we will see that very soon. Um, and then we have Sam Evans, who is played by Cord Overstreet. That is his real name, Cord Overstreet. That's not a joke. I would have called him Powerline. Because <laughs> he's a Cord over a street. But it's spelled, oh it's spelled Cord like a musical Cord. Yeah, and then Over Street. I know, but it still is like, it's, it, no, regardless, it's fucked up. It's yeah. so, it's a bad, I'm so sorry that's your name. Yeah, sorry, uh, Powerline. <laughs> yeah, I like Trout Mouth better. <laughs> yep. He has a large mouth. Steven Tyler even looked at that guy and was like, oof. <laughs> well, they, so uh, we'll get to Trouty Mouth, but uh, they actually used like his real life experience for that. Oh. I thought you were going to say they used his real mouth. Like, <laughs> That's not CGI. Yeah, yeah I want to see a prosthetic <laughs> mouth. He also looks like a grown up Macaulay Culkin, like yeah. at, from Home Alone. Yeah, totally. Yeah. If, if Macaulay Culkin and Bieber had a love child, that was tall. <laughs> that, yeah. That was bigger than both of bigger them. Bigger than both of them. Like, like three times bigger. Uh, so he's the new kid uh, who comes to the school who can sing and play football, like kind of awkward, uncomfortable, ends up, he's, he's really wholesome, ends up getting put in a lot of unfortunate positions as the new kid. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, Coach Shannon Beast, played by Dot Marie Jones, who's the new intense football coach, who again is one of the best characters on the show. She has the best fucking metal scream of any like singing tv show ever yeah and yeah. she never applies it that way no no because they never would i mean they're they're not gonna get they're, gonna, they're not gonna get white libo from foo fighters she's not gonna get her chance <laughs> she would fucking nail that i know right <laughs> um so she she's the new intense football coach and um we'll get into all of her stuff in a minute so season two starts and again we're focusing on our new directions going through all these new relationships and all these new struggles that are coming up uh thank the lord no one's pregnant um, Tina and Mike are dating. So Tina start was uh, was dating Artie some last season, but now Tina is dating Mike Chang, which gives which is really cool because it gives Mike Chang finally stuff to do aside yeah. from just dance. Don't they start dating when she sees him without a shirt on at like the the camp thing? Yeah, they go to an Asian camp. Yeah, I'm not. I the, the show. Hard. Some of these things are hard to talk about because we end up sounding like assholes. Yeah, but the but the writers of the show really line themselves up. This was, I would say, before cultural appropriation was a really big thing that people were aware of and talking about. Yeah. And there is so much of it on this show. Yeah. So much of it. And that's one example of it. Yeah. And and it's it's a thing with, you know, with, uh, with the two of them in particular because it's like there's so many just references to them being Asian and that's their right. character. And it's like... And they, they have an episode about that, which is really good, but yeah. it still is like, you still can't make up for the fact that you made a joke that they went to Asian camp, <laughs> and that's how they met. Yeah. So, they're dating. Finn and Rachel are dating. Uh, again? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and and uh, Finn is off the football team uh, because he is, not because dating Rachel, but because he likes Glee Club, and he doesn't get along with Shannon Beast, and there's some miscommunications, and whatever. Anyway. Wasn't uh, she, didn't she say... You have to pick? No. Um, I think that she thought that... Uh, well, I guess she did say that, but I think that she didn't like him because uh, she thought that he said something mean to her when he didn't. Oh. oh, yeah, right. No one likes Shannon Beast except for like some of the football players. A lot of people think that like like Will and Sue particularly, they team up because they're like, she's getting all the budget, she's getting all the money, we don't like her. And then they do really mean stuff to her, and it's really inappropriate and not okay. And um, Shannon Beast is the best, and yeah. uh, it's it's a really really excellent. She's she, she's an excellent actress. She's um, like immediately a great character too. Yeah. Like just like some of the jokes where she sits down for lunch and eats an entire rotisserie chicken. <laughs> that's that's always her lunch. That's her lunch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a 
incredible. Yeah. It's one of those things where, you know, Will Schuster's supposed to be like our like guide for uh, these children and to see I mean every every storyline that he has is more or less the same as the children's storyline he's learning uh, you know how to be in relationships he's learning not to say inappropriate stuff about other people and he's like he, it's like it, it is endearing but it's also you're teaching these kids this right and by this point in the show we realize that he comes in the lessons for the glee club every week are basically what obviously a plot point to the show but a lot of times it's him learning something and yeah. going this week's lesson is relationships yeah you know we need to learn to interact yeah. together and be, communicate or or he's hanging out with whoever he's dating at the time and they're listening to rumors and then he goes rumors on, yeah, the, exactly. on the big whiteboard you know which for the record is every teacher every music teacher totally. yeah yeah <laughs> i i i i have a lot of students so whenever it's time to like drum students in particular it's like it's time to learn a full song and i ask them like okay so what song do you want to learn like oh i don't know what what song would you like me to learn and i'm like well i'm gonna say a foo fighter song right so let's let's go ahead and just fast forward past that unless that's what you want to do because i don't really want to force this down your throat exactly <laughs> but i totally will if you if you're yeah, open to if it if you're cool with it there's but, a lot of easy drum parts <laughs> so to, again back to music teachers talk about like you know 15 minutes before you've got to change your performance mm -hmm. i've done that in lessons where it's like oh no i have to teach a an important lesson today and i told them i'd prepare something and i didn't 15 minutes before i'm like what am i gonna do i'll talk about this okay cool i got it and then it pretend it seems like i've done work would you like to know the difference and i'm sure you know the difference but would everybody listening like to know the difference tell us the difference thank hey. you um <laughs> You have degrees in this. Yeah. You went to school for music. Yeah. It's kind of like what you're supposed to know how to do is like this, you know? Right. It's like it, it, we're, we're dealing with high schoolers where they, they're, being, they're supposed to be being taught. You remember being in high school choir? Did you arrange any songs? Uh, no. <laughs> if you did, that's awesome. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but it doesn't. It, it's pretty rare. Did you ever choreograph a dance? No. I just focused on not peeing my pants when I sang in front of people. I focused on peeing my pants uh, let's... as a <laughs> as a tactic. Tactic for what? Defense. Uh, against what? Being in choir. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Why were you focusing on not pee? Was that? No, I think I was just a very shy person. Okay. So any kind of solo, which, yeah. That's what I focused on. Okay, Hagen. that's that's okay. Don't moving, shame me. <laughs> moving on. I'm not pee shaming. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, Puck starts off in juvie at the beginning of the season because he's a piece of shit, and uh, then he comes back and uh, he's still a piece of shit. Um, and Emma and Will aren't together. I, I just, I, you know, like so. A lot of my notes, and I'm going to be totally transparent with you guys and with our listeners. I wrote these uh, from my memory, and then I went to like look at. Like descriptions and stuff like that, and that kind of updated things. But I, I, some of the stuff I wrote down, I was like, even when I found out explanations, like this is fucking too much. Like <laughs> I, Will, Emma and Will aren't aren't together again for whatever reason. It's gonna happen. It's not the first time. It's not the last time. You know, we're just we're it's, we're we're on the up and down with them forever until a certain point. So uh, Emma and Will aren't together, and she is dating John Stamos. Woo yeah, the dentist. She uh, definitely went upward in her. Yeah. 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 She made yeah. the right call. Yeah. <laughs> Which leads us to our next game. Uh oh. Another guest the guest. So a lot of big names have come through on Glee the whole time, right? There's a lot of insane guest stars who have come through. And uh in season two we had a couple in particular that were really, really big. But one of them in particular is very close to one of the creators in the show. Is it A, John Stamos, B, 
Britney Spears. C, Gwyneth Paltrow. D, Carol Burnett. C, Gwyneth Paltrow. And your answer? I was going to guess that too, but for the interest of uh, the game, I'll do something different. Um, I'll guess... John Stamos. It was Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, no, I got to do a shot. Now, what? Now, who do you think of the creators she is very close to? I'll, I'll give the names again. Ryan Murphy. Okay. That's my guess. I'll, I'll count it. So she's, fr- she's really good <laughs> friends with Ryan Murphy. But uh, in 2018, she married Brad Falchuk. Oh. After? After uh, Chris Martin. Ooh. Which, this is another reason why Chris, uh, Coldplay was put on the show was because Gwyneth Paltrow was close to the creators of the show. And that's why we got Coldplay on Glee. Did they have a kid and they named it Oranges? And they were Moving like, hey, on. Do, do you think our kids are too similar? And then and then they can go. She can go. No, it's apples and oranges. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a bonus point. I'm gonna give For you a joke? guest bonus point, so you have three points. It makes sense that she was friends with them because honestly, it was kind of out of left field. I thought for her to be a guest actor right. on a singing show, and yet she had one of the best. Best like episode, some of the best like stuff. Yeah. I mean, she, she was great. She yeah. brought out what will be one of my best songs. Um, so uh, we keep going. Um, Kurt gets bullied so much um, by Karof, David Karofsky, who is a football player. Gets bullied so much that Kurt leaves the school. And, Goes to be with Blaine. Well, yeah. So he he when he first meets Blaine, he's Dalton Academy. He's spying on Dalton Academy um, for their competition, and then he kind of you know he sees Blaine singing "Teenage Dream," and it's like, "Hoo hoo! I you're my teenage dream. This is sweet." <laughs> um, so and it's a very open atmosphere for mm-hmm. everyone to be themselves in. Yeah, he meets Blaine, and Blaine's like, "I'm gay," and he's like, "You just said that? Like, <laughs> that's crazy." And so uh, he decides he's going to leave William McKinley, and he's going to uh, go to Dalton. So he now becomes friendly competition with the New Directions, um, but more importantly, he gets to be with Blaine and Darren Chris will always have my heart. Yeah. Um, so Quinn and Sam start dating pretty quickly after Sam arrives. Um, they sing Lucky, which is a, a really, a really fun, um, that's, I mean, it's the same same arrangement as Lucky by Jason Mraz and Colby Calais, but it's very sweet when they sing it. I don't know that song right now. Wait. <laughs> one of you, both of you went to sing it? And both of you went, <gasps> and Yeah, then we nothing. can't do it. No, I, I, was right? I was a little hurt. Yeah, you can do it. It's fine. Go on ahead. the show. No, no I'm not going to sing on it where you it's going to be. your in. pants. It's going to be fine. <laughs> uh, let's do a shot. <laughs> you would uh, know. I'll sing it for you later. Okay. Yeah, you know the, you know, you know the song. So they start dating, and um, no fucking brainer, Quinn cheats again. Which, can I just say, this is very, one of the ironic things in the show is that she's the head of the celibacy club at, in the high school, so. Yeah, yeah. which, I, yeah, and she, there's a certain point where she, like, loses the head of the Cheerios and then gets it back, too, and there's just, like, all of this back and forth, and it's, uh, it's very, again, she gets this insane arc for her, which is just yeah. wild. So she cheats again, um, but who does she cheat with is the question. Oh, I thought... I thought, is, is it Puck? I thought Finn was dating Rachel. Oh, no. They broke up again. <laughs> <laughs> so Finn and Rachel break up for the whatever millionth time that is. And um, I honestly, like, whatever reason it is, it doesn't matter. Because they needed to be single for whatever time. So uh, Finn could go do whatever. He's, he, he has that kissing booth episode where he starts the kissing booth because they won the, the football uh, state 
I guess at Wiggly One State, and uh, it's like, yeah, you can pay money to kiss me. It's so cool. Um, Gets mono. Yeah, yeah. He, so she cheats on uh, on Sam with Finn, and they end up not liking each other for a little bit, and then they get become friends again, Sam and Finn, because Finn was the reason that Sam got in the Glee Club. So we keep going. They get drunk. They learn about sex. There's like all of these episodes that are just like, holy shit. Um, you know, they, they the episode where they get drunk in the basement and then sing the Kesha tune oh, <laughs> is fucking hilarious. Yeah, but honestly, I saw that and I was like, damn, I miss partying. Well, I, I think it's also funny whenever Finn is explaining to Rachel all the drunk personalities. I'm like, you're supposed to be 16. How how right. do you know party culture this well? Right. What is this? Yeah. Uh, especially because you're like the nice, wholesome one, right? Aren't you supposed to be that? Oh no, you started cheating again. You started you you became a part of a bad thing, so now you're a bad guy. Wait, didn't the football team win because Kurt was on there and he? Uh... That was the first season. Was that the first season? That was the first season. <sighs> yeah. So the in, in the first season they win a game because Kurt joins the football team and they do like a bunch of dance stuff. In the second season. I believe it's the second season where they it's make the f- they make the football team um, join the Glee Club to learn about like being nice to each other basically because there's a lot of like bullying and infighting. Um, yeah, it's the second season because of all the David Karofsky stuff and they do a Thriller at the football game, oh, right? <laughs> and they and then they finish the game uh, all in their Thriller makeup. And it's fucking hilarious whenever they're, like, playing football against the enemy team because they have the zombie makeup on, and they're just, like, screaming at the enemy team. Was I mean, that would be terrifying yeah, if yeah, you were yeah. in high school. <laughs> yeah, I'd wet myself. Uh, we keep going. They, uh, they get to sectionals, regionals, whatever, and they finally get to nationals, which is in New York. Holy shit, they get to go to New York for this competition. And they wah, wah, lose. Um, big no surprise there. Uh, so Will, was gonna, Will Schuster was going to stay in New York. He had an opportunity from April Rhodes to stay there. And to do a show, to do a Broadway production. And uh, he ended up not taking that op- option uh, to stay with the Glee Club and, you know, go home to, I guess, Emma. <laughs> 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 uh, who knows? Um, finally, at the end of the season, we had an entire season buildup of Blaine and Kurt flirting. And at the end of season two, they get together. And um, that one is also up and down, but still just the best they're just the absolute fucking best um i love them together my note says my heart sings oh <laughs> yeah they they are super sweet when do they first get together is that in the back of the car at the no 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 they they, they just have like some romantic kiss i think in new york at some point oh, okay. um uh and this... then i i didn't mention but it's really important to mention but i thought we should all discuss it together at the end here um and that is santana's beginning of her storyline starts in this season where she starts to figure out that maybe she's gay and maybe she's right. in love with Brittany and the um the way that that story unfolds over this season and the next season is one of the best things the show did I think it really it really is an amazing character development but it also is is a great story to be told for this person yeah um, I think they did amazing justice for the character I'm speaking as a straight white male, so it's really hard for me to really understand. But from my perspective, it seemed like it was an epi- it was it was really great. Like she was so standoffish, she was so I'm not this, I'm not that. And then throughout her own journey, through the help of everyone around her, through her love of Brittany, whatever it might be, she got there. What did you guys think of the Santana storyline? Oh, I thought it was great. Um, at you know, she paints herself as the villain, and she's very rude. She's got some of the best like. 
clapbacks clapbacks of just all time on that show and it's great but the way that they arc the story i don't know how far we're gonna get ahead but when she tells her abuela that she's gay and her abuela's like get out of my house and it's like oh that's a very real thing that people in the lgbtq plus community have to deal with of just like people you love in your family saying i don't accept it get away from me yeah and yeah it's even when spoiler alert again at the end of the show when abuela shows up at her at santana's wedding uh i'm still like fuck you abuela yeah right santana was so strong to do what she did right and you shunned her yeah yeah i feel like when santana was she was outed by um i think it was when bert hummel kurt's dad was running for office in was it for their like city or town or? yeah it was some it was some city council thing that right. he was running against sue and yeah. they had mentioned it they brought her into that and which was super unfair and so it was going to be broadcast to their whole town and beyond and i remember you know when they told her that they brought her into a room and told her that that was going to be happening she started crying and said i hadn't even told my parents yet and yeah it was just heartbreaking yeah it's uh it's a it's a very it's a very intense um storyline and then one more storyline that i want to bring up before we get into our favorite songs of the season is um we have not mentioned and i I, again i wanted to save it so we could all talk about it is um sue's sue's emotional storyline with her sister so um i'm i I, i'm I'm gonna get some of this wrong i'm 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 sure um just from terminology but her sister has down syndrome is that yeah yeah so um we we learned through what i can't remember which episode is in season one you know she's mean she's whatever but we eventually learned that she just loves her sister and this is where, you know, like all of her love is there and she's actually a sweetheart and she has this like, you know, heart of gold underneath whatever quote unquote mean person she is. She's not actually mean. No. And seeing like growing up, seeing all these people make fun of her sister is yeah. giving her a hardened exterior yeah. of a personality. And um, there's a character that we haven't mentioned yet named Becky, who is uh, a cheerleader who um, everyone's all, you know, no one's shocked that she gets admitted to the cheerle- che- the Cheerios, except for the fact that Sue's so harsh on everybody, and Becky has Down syndrome. Yeah, and uh, she's played by Lauren Potter. And Becky ends up, ends up like, being, like, uh, you know, kind of like a daughter, but also, like, similar to, you know, he she loves Becky like she loves her sister. Yeah. Um, so a lot of things happen um, with Sue and her sister, and um, I believe it's in season two where her sister passes away. Yeah. And that is like one of the, um, I mean, there's, it, it's one of the most emotional moments on the entire show. Yeah. And then the Glee Club decides we're going to sing for your funeral, which and- is like super sweet, but also like, just don't make it about yourself for one goddamn minute, man. <laughs> yeah, but I think they did a great job. They did. They sang pure imagination yeah. and showed clips of, of Sue and her sister. And it was like, Sue grabs Schuster's hand like yeah. to hold it. And like they're enemies at this point. And it's really emotional. It yeah. was super emotional. But again, I didn't cry until they started singing until pure the imagination. the first note hits. And Heather was already <laughs> I was crying out. the whole time. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such an emotional. It's, it's so, um, so well done. Um, you know, I think I, I think I said at the beginning that this is one of my favorite and least favorite television shows. And this is one of the moments where it is one of my favorite television shows because it tells these stories in such a way where you can you can be uh, you can you can love the music. You can you know hate the characters, but at the end of the day, they're going to just give you raw emotion and raw storytelling 
through all this other shit and you're gonna find that storytelling and find that emotion and you're gonna love it and if you're dave then you're gonna love it and then you're gonna cry when the first note when the songs happen (laughs) because they do a good job like i said of the songs it's all good arrangements it's all performed well so let's get into our favorite and worst songs of this season uh dave start us off this time my favorite song was uh landslide which i think was um (laughs) Why are you laughing at that? Because that's one of mine, and every time I think about it, I start to cry. Like yeah. it's like it's so amazing. It's, it's Gwyneth Paltrow, aka Holly Holiday, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, Brittany and Santana. And then it's I just love that song anyway. But it's a great performance of it. Gwyneth Paltrow sounds incredible. I, that made me Google like whether or not she was actually singing, and yeah. it actually is her. Yep. And then I found out that it's always them. They're just in, in the studio. And then when it when it's over, I'm already crying. And then Brittany looks at Santana, and goes, "Is that how you really feel?" And Santa's like, "Yes." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." It's, it's so that's my favorite. Intense. My least favorite is "Blame It on the Alcohol" or "Blame It," oh, whatever so the name funny. of that song is. <laughs> I can't fucking stand it. Is that yours too? No, it's not my least favorite. I just hate that song. Sure. Sorry to Jamie Foxx, but yeah, I just don't like Schuster. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, what you got? Uh, my favorite was when Mercedes sang Bridge Over Troubled Waters. Oh, yeah. For Kurt when his dad um, is in the hospital. Yep. And because um, anything she does is amazing, but the church choir behind her, too, was just awesome. And then my least favorite was when Schuster performed Make Him Laugh, which is originally from the uh, movie Singing in the Rain, because Donald O'Connor is the actor who sang in Singing in the Rain. He's just so epic. It's hard to redo that and i didn't think that they did a very good job i mean they didn't do a bad job they just didn't do it in a different way different enough way was that the choreography with mike chang i believe so yes yeah yeah the choreography was crazy yeah mike chang's there we're all good we're set we're set with dancing right uh landslide for me and then um another one of my favorites is uh is when they did sing from my chemical romance uh that was like i didn't at the time, I didn't realize that was a My Chemical Romance song. I didn't. Yeah. It's it's so. I even still listening to that song for like My Chemical Romance's original version. It still doesn't totally sound like their song, but listening to the Glee version, it's like this is just a fucking awesome like singer singer anthem. This right. is amazing. And that was another one where uh, Sue was a part of it because of you know something that was happening with her, and she comes and sings with them, and it's just like yeah, fuck yeah, let's go, yes, <laughs> we're all friends and we all like each other, and yeah, good song. Um, worst goes to um, the Rocky Horror episode. Fuck that shit. Get Whoa. it out of my face. Get it out of my face. <laughs> Whoa, I almost picked one of the songs from that one. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the song. Uh, Time Warp. I almost picked that so, as my favorite. So that's fine. Uh, if you like Rocky Horror, I don't like Rocky Horror in the first place. So oh, We had watched it like two months before we started watching Glee. So yeah. I was like, this is cool. So I don't like Rocky Horror at all. And this is also the first time which we're going to see is they're going to do a musical now every every season, um, which is fun. And they do a Christmas episode every season, which is not so fun. Um, <laughs> uh, but so the Rocky, I don't like Rocky Horror as a musical. And the whole episode is used as like a thing for Will to be super creepy. And that is why, another reason why I don't like the songs is that it's like he he sings songs like he casts like Emma in the show and he ends up casting himself in the show. And it's like, I'm sorry, this is for the kids and you're fucking this up and you're trying to do a thing with Emma because you're jealous. She's dating John Stamos. John Stamos is better than you. Sit the fuck down. Yeah. Wouldn't you be jealous? I I would be so jealous. Would you do that? Would you, would you, would you make, (laughs) would you, you're, you're, you're teaching your kids, right? Yeah. And you go, I'm in the musical 
and so is the girl that I want to date. Right. And Let's it's do a dance practice. really inappropriate musical for high schoolers. Right. What? Yeah. Um, so my honorable mentions, though, are going to, for both categories, are going to go to the original songs because the original songs are both good and bad. Yeah. Loser Like Me <laughs> just is like, whoa, that's a catchy one. That's a catchy one. It's also a bad song, I think, and I hate that I like it. But... <laughs> me too. I was singing it when it was on a day. I was like, what is this song? Yeah, because we were, I was Shazamming every song I didn't know. Uh. And I was like, yeah, I know it's Glee cast, but like, who wrote it? I'm like, yeah. oh, it's it's the Glee cast that wrote the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Loser Like Me is, it's a fun one, but uh, we mentioned earlier Trouty Mouth. So <laughs> there's an episode where they get an assignment, all the kids to write a song. And at the time, Santana is dating Sam. So I don't go, I'm not, well, I'm not going over all the who dated what bullshit because it's too much. Uh, the fact that I'm going over when, when Finn and Rachel get together and break up is even blowing, it, it hurts me. Um, <laughs> but at some point, Santana dates Sam after Sam breaks up with Quinn for cheating on him. And uh, she sings a song about Sam called Trouty Mouth, which is about how big his mouth is. And it's really good, <laughs> aside from how funny it is. Like, like if Santana, imagining a high schooler, actually wrote that song, that's awesome. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, and it's hilarious. So um, that, that, the, the, that, that's my honorable mention is the originals. Um, <laughs> they, they shouldn't have done them, honestly. I don't think they should have done the original songs. No. But, uh, but it helped them win. <sighs> well, I don't know. I think Loser Like Me was at nationals and they lost nationals. Oh yeah. So, and they they threw slushies in the, the it was it was the it was the the, the like slushy uh, cups full of confetti into the audience during Loser Like Me. Right. Um, speaking of slushies, yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> Hagen. Everyone should know he's just the best when it comes to setting like a, a vibe for something or the scene. And um, when we showed up to do this podcast for Glee, he surprised Dave and I with two slushies, which is awesome. Yeah, and and I didn't and we didn't mention, but the, one of the ways that they were bullied, aside from you know uh, slurs and whatnot, were uh, throwing slushies in their face. Uh, which <laughs> slurs and slushies? Welcome to Glee. <laughs> which uh, the actors have said that was the worst yeah like like it would stain their skin it would stain their clothes they felt cold for days which is i guess good for them for just going for it you know for just you know <laughs> be in your own stunt double with the slushy i guess <laughs> but i thought it'd be fun you know even if even if we don't drink the slushies i thought it'd be fun for us to just have slushies, it was fun you know? it's yeah. yeah i just tried it it's so sugary it's a, yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think that's the cherry limeade yeah oh yeah i don't know what it is because i'm not super familiar with Starbuck, but <laughs> that is, tastes like crack I got myself a powerade slush because that is the uh, superior <laughs> slush at sonic Uh-oh. uh anyway <laughs> and one more point to bring up from season two that i think is pretty important is that before kurt leaves mckinley high to go to dalton we find out why krofsky is such a bully um he actually ends up kissing Kurt and um, we find out that he is gay in that episode. And he threatens Kurt's life. Yeah. Yes. Which, yeah. And um, that we find out too, that that was actually Kurt's first kiss. He yeah. was kind of stolen from him. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, we move on to season three. So before we do that, um, really not too many new characters to add here, but there is the explanation, the introduction of the Glee project. You guys know about the Glee project. So it was a uh, reality TV show. Um, I can't remember what I should have seen what network it was on, but I didn't. A reality TV show that aired at the time that was basically auditioning for Glee. That was all it was. 
it was kind of a com- it was a competition because you got like you know whatever kicked off but you had phases of like you would do a prepared song they would give you you would do like your own prepared song you would do a music video some of these were group projects some of these weren't group projects you had quote-unquote callbacks and then eventually you'd find out you know where you were um so uh the season one winners um there was like winners and and, and runner-ups uh but the two winners barely got to be on the show one of the runner-ups has been on, like ends up being on the show the whole time to, to the end the two winners are Samuel Larson and Damian McGinty. Samuel Larson plays Joe Hart, who's like a, I guess a hippie. <laughs> a yeah, god, the guy a with dreads. The God Squad hippie. And uh, then Damian McGinty is a foreign exchange student from Ireland, uh, played by Rory Flanagan. Or sorry, no, he sorry, the character named Rory Flanagan. Damian McGinty plays Rory Flanagan. That's yeah. it. Got it right. Our runner-ups were Lindsay Pierce, who played Harmony. I don't think there's a last name for her. Uh, Harmony was only in episode one and then in a competition episode. Um, Harmony uh, is in the first episode because it's when Rachel and Kurt go to see the Niata thing, the college singers thing, and she's the really good one and scares them off. And then um, our other runner-up was Alex Newell, who is unique. Yay, unique. Unique. Yeah. Yay, unique. Another powerhouse singer. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we get into season three. Um, this is probably my favorite season of the show, mostly because there's fucking payoff for the past, you know, three years. Right. On top of the payoff, we get, um, you know, we, we, we not only get like payoff in terms of the competition, we get payoff in terms of the relationships, we get payoff in terms of like where the kids are going, we get to actually like see all of these developments finally coming to a head. Um, and I wouldn't have been mad if the show ended here. Would not have been mad. <laughs> So season three starts. Rachel and Finn are together, Ugh. and um, you're, Quint- doing, you're doing a great job of, of the. Up- I know you don't want to, but you're nailing it. Those are that's the important one. I have to update that yeah, every yeah. time. I'm not yeah. going to say all the small ones that happen for like you know even ten episodes. You know the big ones. Right. I got to keep updating. Uh, Quinn um, is now like this like goth rebel girl. Um, she smokes cigarettes, like you mentioned. She quit the Glee Club. She quit the Cheerios, and she is a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> Blaine is now at McKinley High because he's dating Kurt. So you gotta go to the same school as your boyfriend, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> we turn that into a soundbite someday. <laughs> gotta go to the same school as your boyfriend, right? I mean, it's true though. But it, the, uh, Kurt is also back at McKinley, which, in case you forgot, because I think I forget every time I rewatch the show. Oh my God, Kurt left. Right. Season three starts, and I'm like, oh shit, he was at Dalton. Fuck. Um, and he never actually officially came back. So uh, they're they're all at the school. The school, the, the Glee Club, has lost ten people. How they lost 10 people, I'm not entirely sure how that happened. Um, I think about season two, and I'm like, oh, my God, were there that many fucking background bullshit characters? Uh, some of them weren't bullshit. They, yeah. make, they make a joke about that one uh, that one kid that, like, later in the show, I'm trying exactly to Exactly why you don't know his name. No, <laughs> Nobody knows his name. Honestly, he's oh, not even... Oh, oh are, you talking, are you talking about the... He, he was only in season one, though. I don't yeah. think it was season two. Yeah, but he's not even listed in the cast. Yeah, um, and he was just a dancer. And I don't remember his name either. Yeah, um, but he was a memorable. Yeah, yeah, because he's he the first one. He was the yeah. OG. Um, so I know. Well, so and not all that are bullshit. Like Lauren Zeises. Lauren Zeises is not bullshit. I didn't mention Lauren Zeises. She was a member of the Glee Club in season two, and she is she's a a part of a really important like a journey for everyone to learn about like body awareness. Uh, Puck. Puck dates Lauren Zeiss for a, like a minute and sings Fat Bottom Girls to her. Yeah, and thinks it's like a love song, and she's like, "This is fucked up, dude. Yeah. What are you doing?" <laughs> Like, she's like, I'm cool with the way I am. Like, stop. Stop trying to do this whole thing. 
Yeah. Um, so they're down 10 people, and they have to get more people to join the Glee Club now. So they're doing all these different kind of things. They're trying all these different, you know. Oh, Sam's gone. Sam left. That's right. He also went away to for, for something. His family moved. His family moved because they lost their house. Yes, So yes. they were living in a motel. Which we don't find out until we find out that's, like, like whatever. Spoiler Come on, man, for a couple Spoiler of this part of it. Sorry. <laughs> So um, they now have to get people back to the Glee Club. Um, they eventually, uh, for psych- Shelby Cochran comes back and start it like works there for some reason, and then eventually starts like the rival Glee Club because uh, Mercedes and most of the other women are very upset with the way that Will Schuster treats them, as it is like, hey, w- there's other people aside Rachel Berry in this fucking room. Um, he also starts boot camp which they don't like because uh, he wants to beat Vocal Adrenaline and he wants to win nationals. And um, then they do uh, West Side Story for the musical. And uh, Will casts Rachel and Mercedes as the lead. And Mercedes is like, I'm not sharing the fucking lead. That's not happening. So she quit the musical. She quits the Glee Club, goes to Shelby Cochran and forms her own Glee Club with like Santana. And I think Brittany comes too. And then at that point, Quinn has rejoined the regular Our New Directions. Um, so now we have like this weird competition and no one has enough kids. No one has enough students to compete anyway. Um, how will that end up Hagen? (sighs) (laughs) We'll get to it. Fine. Fine. (laughs) Uh, so after high school plans begin to start super fun, um, you know, Rachel, uh, and Kurt want to go to New York. They want to go to musical theater school, a school, a fictional school called Niata. And I'm not going to tell you what that stands for because I just want to say Niata. Um, it's New York. Arts, something. Um, you figure, figure, figure it out. Figure it out. Niata. Are you trying to remember what it is, Heather? Yeah. You got to guess. <laughs> this is not the game, by the way. I don't know. Something Academy. Sure, yeah. Uh, New, York New York Arts, Arts and Arts. Theater Academy. No. Int? Int? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that Int Theater Academy? It's N-Y-A-D-A. Oh, A-D-A. Yeah. Niata. Oh, God. It's not Niata. I thought it was Niata. That's Niata. Niata. What's the Duh. Duh. stand for? Um, so as drama, as, maybe Dance. as day, oh, all of the above. As we're figuring this out, they're, <laughs> they they want to audition for Niada. It's the, the the top school for them to audition for. Um, Finn wants to go to New York as well, but he's not sure what he wants to do. He just wants to be with Rachel, and all of the kids are just trying to figure out what they want to do as their senior year comes to a close, or yeah. as it begins, I guess rather. So Sam comes back. He joins the New Directions. Um, they compete against the other Glee Club in sectionals, and the New Directions win. And then they join back up because, of course, and um, we have the full-on New Directions with all these new people. Um, and uh, they get to regionals, and they win regionals. And Rachel and Finn have decided they're going to get married. And so the wedding is going to happen after regionals. They pushed it up. They were going to wait until after they graduated, but they're going to push it up to when they win regionals. So they're starting to get ready for the wedding. Quinn is on the way because I guess Quinn got asked to be the maid of honor. So Quinn is on the way to the wedding. She's texting Rachel. She's on the way. And then, boom, I already said it earlier, but in case you forgot, she gets in a car crash. Oops. Texting. Yeah, she's texting. Uh, you know, I'm. Sh- it's still... It, it, it's. <laughs> If you watch television, then if you watch the scene, you'll see her driving. And before she even picks up her phone, you're going to go, she gets in a car crash. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we, Heather and I were both sitting there going, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. And she's essentially texting Rachel like, well, let's be friends. I'll be there in a second. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so that cuts like the, about halfway through the third season, and we get to our game, Guess the Guest. Now this one's for me. You guys, you guys, you guys might know the answer, but this is a fun question for me. Uh, of all the guests in season three, which one went on to be a superhero? And who is that superhero? Do you have the answer written down in front of you? I mean, I have to read off the the other choices, but I know the I mean, I know the, I know okay. the answer. Uh, a. Whoopi Goldberg. B. Perez Hilton. C. Grant Gustin. D. Ricky Martin. Do 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 do. What's your guess, Dave? Um. Ricky Martin. I'm gonna say C because I don't know that person. <laughs> Yeah, that's the yeah. I tried to make it real easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no way Ricky Martin. Or... I was looking something else up and I forgot the question. <laughs> that's no <laughs> excuse. Was the last thing you heard was Ricky Martin. So yeah, I was like, I don't know, Ricky Martin. What superhero does Grant Gustin play? Which character was he again on Glee? In Glee, uh, Sebastian Smythe. He is the head of the Dalton uh, Warblers oh. after Blaine leaves. Oh, he sings. He sings uh, uh, "Smooth Criminal" with Santana. That one's like one of the bigger ones. Mm. Ooh, I don't know. He looks like he would be a Spider-Man, but I know he probably was not. He's Spider-Man. not a Spider-Man. He is the Flash. Oh. But you still get a point. You still get a point for that. So I... it's currently Dave at four points and Heather at... F- uh, sorry, Dave at five points, Heather at four points. <laughs> I was sorry. I was looking up some of the group names for all the regionals and sectionals and things. Because the... So New Directions... I immediately thought like new, new directions. directions. Yeah, yeah, problematic. Then there's a uh, aural intensity. Yeah, oral intensity. Yep. The well, who- you said you said it correctly. You said aural, but yeah. they say oral intensity. Oral intensity. Yeah. The the who's your daddies? Yeah. The throat explosion. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, vocal adrenaline. That's just like appropriate. The warblers are fine. The warblers. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot that are like. Which, by the way, Dave thought the Warblers were, like, the coolest when we were watching yeah. the show. Dude, I have this thing since I was in high school where I just love acapella groups. What? Yeah. He does. He loves I, I don't acapella. know why. Um, I think the first time I got a decent pair of headphones, I started listening to acapella stuff. I love it. Dude. Man, I think I think you missed your, like, your door. You, I mean, I guess not, but I mean. I'm a bass player. I can't join an acapella group. Be a bass singer in an yeah. acapella group. That doesn't mean I can sing bass. Yeah, it does. <gasps> when Dave's tired, his voice is very low. I've heard you I've heard you try to learn a song as you hear it, and you sing the bass notes along to the song. <laughs> oh, no. It's uh, I I, th- I think you could do it. I mean, you would you would pick up the notes real quick. So you just have to just get a couple of vocal technique things. Join it. Let's start an acapella group. <laughs> the three of us, or no, like, y'all two and and Adam and Jackson. Yeah, there <laughs> Don't you go. Be yeah. Make make Adam sing. <laughs> He's gonna do the bass. <laughs> but we have to pick a song where he can just do a pedal tone the whole time, just sing one <laughs> note the entire song. It's just Adam going. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Adam could beatbox. That's wow, not... why did it get so quiet when I said that? Because <laughs> we both tried to imagine Adam beatboxing. Uh, yeah, but it's, I think that would be fine too. No, I mean, either way, it's a challenge. Um, so I'm going to miss a bunch of uh, bunch of beats here for season three because a whole bunch of shit happens with the relationships and with the people. Um, I'll, I'll bring it up at the end uh, uh, here, but just to kind of close out season three a little bit plot-wise, they get to nationals and they finally win and it's really emotional and it is like, 
I mean, again, it's a fucking payoff. It's a fucking payoff. You've watched the show for this long to finally see them win nationals. Um, and then they get back to school and it's this big like whole ceremony because they won. And then Will wins teacher of the year. And uh, then they have their graduation ceremony and Puck is going to graduate. Puck wasn't going to graduate because he's a fucking dumbass. And they all tutor him. Yeah. They they do uh, the rain in Spain because he yeah. can't figure out geography. <laughs> Heather found that so annoying. That was one of my least favorite. It's pretty cringy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so anyway... Uh, so they're all going to graduate except for Brittany, unfortunately. Brittany still doesn't graduate. Um, but everyone else graduates. And um, Rachel was off to New York because she gets into Niata. Kurt does not get into Niata. And uh, Finn also does not get into what he auditioned for, I think, NYU acting school, I think is what it was. Shocking. <laughs> I ran into my microphone. That was really good. Was yeah, really look, good. At the, look at the... <laughs> there's the lap (laughs) sorry people wearing headphones yeah i guess um so uh so kurt doesn't get in rachel gets in finn doesn't get in um and everyone else so so puck is graduating but doing nothing um santana doesn't know what she wants to do quinn got into an ivy league um blaine's not done yet blaine and Artie and tina and sam are juniors right now so gonna be seniors next year um Let's see. What is Mercedes? Mercedes is going somewhere, but I can't remember where. I th- oh, I think she's recording an album. Mm-hmm. So they're all going off to their own thing with Finn and Rachel, our big couple. Finn breaks up with Rachel and decides, you go to New York. You go do your thing. I'm not coming with you. I'm not going to hold you down. You're going to go to New York and you're going to fucking and nail it. Which was kind of pretty selfless, but at the same time, I just found it weird that he made that decision for her. Yeah, because they were going to get married. Right. But also get married at high school. So, well, I mean, I like, it's fair that's, I mean, I, I, you know, I think enough adults were like, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was weird he made the decision for her. But, I mean, the fact that he was like, I'm breaking up with you was like, that was enough, I think. Yeah, here's um, your train. I'm going to enlist. Yeah, because that's what his dad did. Right. Um, which still is also a weird plot point, but. Well, also, Karofsky. Uh, it gets out that he's uh, homosexual, and he attempts. To... This is a this is a trigger warning. Yeah, absolutely a trigger warning. He attempts suicide, which was definitely one of the heavier episodes. I think of yeah. the whole series. Um, th- thankfully, it doesn't work. Yeah, and um, it's very hard for for Kurt. And yeah, it gets out at his new school because Karofsky also he had to move schools because he of his bullying of Kurt. Yeah, um, but it gets out there, and um, he attempts suicide, and then uh, Kurt and everybody have a really hard time with it, obviously, and uh, they try to, you know, go go talk to him, and it's a very emotional, very emotional thing, especially because it's a si- it's a side side character, right? It's a character that we've seen go through some shit, but not as much as our other characters, and we still feel something. Yeah, we still feel a whole fucking lot. He ends up being a super super sweet character in the end. Yeah. Um, it is it is absolutely amazing uh, how they how they portray everything. Yeah, um, it is it is like it's impressive and it, it and it will always be something again like all the other stuff that will just make me feel. You you wouldn't think the same people who wrote the Quinn's car accident wrote his 
or the drunk episode or, the drunk or like episode. Yeah. i mean like it's 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 pretty crazy i mean they're like because again they were trying to be a comedy they were right. trying to do this thing and, and then i think that they kind of figured out we could land it as something else um and then uh, i mentioned it previously but there's an episode in the season also called asian f um which is uh about the pressures that that, that mike chang feels and it's finally mike chang i mean it's tina as well but it's mostly a mike chang episode yeah there's lots of beautiful scenes of him just going like oh, man i'm having this is I'm having a really hard time. I need to just dance. Yeah. And the beautiful scenes of him dancing by himself and yeah, his mom sees him dancing and she's like, if this is what you want to do, we'll make it happen. Yeah. But his dad's like, I don't support it. Yeah. Yeah. You need to go, you need to go be a doctor or something. It's like, it's a, it's a very beautiful episode. Um, that one is that, that one is again, one of the other ones this season. Um, this season is, uh, um, again, one of my favorites, if not my favorite season, uh, not only because everything comes to a head, but because, you know, I think I think everybody feels comfortable in what they're doing. The characters are in a much better place, you know. Um, I, I didn't have to say how many fucking times that everybody broke up and got back together, you know. It didn't happen as much this season. Um, you know, Kurt and Blaine stay together the whole time. Rachel and Finn stay together the whole time until the very end, and it's building up to that, you know. They're supposed to get married, but they don't because of Quinn and all this other stuff, and there are smaller relationships that fall apart throughout the whole season, but none of it is, like, terrible. None of, none of it's all It's all well-written and well-put-together. Right. Um, so favorite and worst songs of the season, Heather, start us off this time. Okay. My favorite of the season was a very emotional moment when, uh, Finn sings girls just want to have fun to Santana. I cry every time. Well, because also, uh, Finn lost his virginity to Santana. Yes. So that's even more like there's like this extra layer of their relationship that they have that is just, it's so thick. Mm-hmm. And I would say my least favorite, and not only song, but least favorite character probably, <laughs> was Rory, the foreign <laughs> exchange student. Oh, poor um, Rory. <laughs> but him singing Being Green. Uh, well, so he sang it because he won the Glee Project, and they were like, we're going to give you something that's like going to work for you, and that was it. Yeah, and it was, and it was comical. I mean, it was yeah, like, yeah. but but it just... Uh, and, yeah. um, but I had like a runner up for my least favorite too, which was like we mentioned earlier, the rain in Spain when they were teaching puck. Uh, yeah, that was just cringe. Not great. Not no, great. No, they could have done a little bit better. Uh, so, um, my favorite is, it was hard this for this one. I think there was a couple that I liked a lot, but none of them really like were ones that I would, um, I, you know, I listened to these a lot when I was when I was when like when I was the age of this stuff coming out. I like I actually bought the shit on iTunes and had it on my iPod and I listened to these arrangements. And there weren't a ton from this season that I was really into, but um, I fucking love Darren Chris and um, most things he does I will be totally okay with. And uh, his version of Cough Syrup by Young the Giant is my god, unbelievable. And my least favorite is uh, going to go to uh, probably Hot for Teacher or Red Solo Cup. One of the two. Um, maybe just don't. Like, Red Solo Cup is funny. I had a hard time saying that's one of my least right? favorites. But it's like, what? Does yeah. Sam do that? Sam, yeah. when, whenever they bring him back to the Glee Club, right. he's like, I'm back. Embracing, Let's... like, the southern side. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Hot for Teacher was like, I'm sorry. Can we just... The rock stuff is like fun and kitschy, but like it's just leave it alone, man. Like, don't touch, don't touch some stuff. And also, it, 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 this is this is like a drummer guitar player song. This isn't a singing song. Yeah. Um. So, uh, that one and then Red Solo Cup is uncomfortable. Um. Total like side note is that I didn't like Paradise by the Dashboard Lights for their Nationals number. 
Um, they did a great job with it, but um, the choir kid in me thinks they could have picked a better song for their nationals number. Oh. That's a really, um, I think, shitty choice for them to sing at nationals. Dave? Uh, my favorite was Fix You. Yeah. Probably could have guessed that. Um, that was when Schuster and um, Emma were dealing with her OCD and her parents tried to sway them from like they from Schuster being interested. They were like, do you really know who she is? Are you sure you want to deal with this? And he had second guesses and he ultimately decides like, I don't want to fix you. Like you're who you are. Yeah. I think the, the, the terminology fix is such a, such a weird one in that situation. Yeah. So, but I mean, they, they did a good job handling her OCD yeah. stuff. I think. And I love that song. So yeah. that hit me real hard. My least favorite was it's not unusual. <laughs> and can I sorry is that Darren Chris yes. though sorry yes. is that Darren Chris sorry it's your boy but um, I love the reason why I just can't stand okay so <laughs> leading up to that point I thought Darren Chris is a really good show person mm-hmm. but I don't like the way he's largely an upper body dancer <laughs> yeah he's got you know like, they make fun of that later though yeah. yeah and so when he does it's not unusual I'm like this is the perfect dance for him yeah but I also am tired of it. <laughs> I, I knew people like him in, in high school and in um, undergrad that, you know, were really good dancers and show people, but just had a thing that they did. And that's his thing is the upper body like movement yeah. uh, for people who are only listening. I'm dancing right now <laughs> and I'm doing a great impression of Blaine. <laughs> it's, nah. it's 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 not spot on because Darren no. Chris is better yeah. than all of us. combined. Yeah, of course. Darren yeah, he's incredible. Perfect. But uh, yeah, it's not unusual. I think he sang it really well, but yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so uh, from this point, we're gonna take a little breaky break, and we're gonna uh, see you guys next time for the rest of the show, the second half of the show. I promise you. Well, I shouldn't promise. Uh, it shouldn't be uh, this long for the next one, but if it is, I mean, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, so. Thank you for listening. Um, if you have any uh, thoughts on this new kind of idea of us just kind of doing more like little niche topics just with a few uh, of the hosts here, maybe some guests, please let us know what you're thinking. Um, and if you haven't already, press the follow and subscribe button. We really appreciate that. It really helps us out. It's really cool when you do that. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Fuck off. Give me a t-